welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Tech podcast. In today's episode, we'll be going over um, 5G, its advantages and disadvantages. Um, and just before this episode starts, I'd like to remind people that we are going on our summer schedule. Uh, so that means three days a week. The upload time will stay the same at 4 p.m. Um, mountain Time, but it'll be on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Cool. So let's hop right in. So to start... What are some of the biggest difference, differences between uh, 4G and 5G internet? Right, so 5G is obviously the up-and-coming new wireless standard for phone companies such as Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, and any other uh, companies, Sprint. Uh, but basically, to summarize it, 5G is just going to be a lot faster than 4G. Uh, the speeds are going to be faster, the upload speed, the download speed, and your connection is going to be more solid. So, in case you hadn't noticed by now, prior to uh, popular belief, it's not a form of mind control. It's not going <laughs> to kill us all. It's just um, a normal, another normal internet connection, and we'll talk about that a little bit more l later. But uh you said it's faster is it like significantly mm -hmm. faster or is it not really worth it right so the reason that 5g is kind of blown up is because it is significantly different from 4g or 4g lte um when it comes to speed and connection so as grayson was saying no none of this stuff about it weakening your immune system or mind control that's that's all lies it's just uh, a network um but basically you know 4g lte was able to get you about 300 megabytes per second on average and 5g will be capable of getting you anywhere from one gigabyte to 10 gigabytes per second depending on your connection which is really fast um and the upload speed is also going to be insane uh it could be you know hundreds in upload um which would be f sufficient for anyone out on the streets uh yeah so before we get a little bit more into 5G and how that differs um, from a scientific standpoint, let's just talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, all the Gs actually work. So basically, the way that um, this data is transferred is either in an AM or an FM signal, um, and we could go into a ton of detail about those, but we're not going to just because of time. Um, and the way that it works is basically the more signals you can split, you know, let's say you're sending a, uh, something that's 10 megabytes to someone over text. Well, that uh, 10 megabyte text is going to go a ton faster if it's split up over, say, 10 frequencies than if it's over one frequency. Right. So the general idea was, um, you know, for Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, all these uh, network companies, to buy as many different frequencies and uh, claim as many different frequencies as possible so that they can have the fastest connection. Now, the biggest difference between 4G and 5G is that 5G, they're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel and go for those less wanted um, less wanted frequencies because there are some frequencies that um, they still work, but say the range isn't as far, so you can't you know transmit with two, two different... Um, towers you need say 10 so basically 5g is just um, spreading out among a lot more frequencies which is why it's faster right yeah um, so when it comes to 5g you know it sounds really great it actually is super awesome especially for science but um, there are quite a few downsides to it uh, first is connection 
Um, when it comes to 5G, you're going to have to be within a line of sight of a 5G tower, which means it's not going to be like 4G LTE, where, you know, when you're driving through your town, you don't even see the tower, right? You just get 4G LTE as long as you're not surrounded by trees or anything like that. Um, but when it comes to 5G, you literally have to be next to a tower uh, to be getting those kinds of speeds. And that might sound really horrible because it's like, wow, how often am I going to be right next to a tower? Um, uh, and that's when it comes into this point of who, um, you know, who would be looking at getting this? Who does it make sense for? Um, so I'm looking right now at the 5G map on speedtest.net. And, you know, there's pretty much going to be lots of 5G towers in any big city. Um, you know, California has tons of them. Uh, Pennsylvania, they've got a good amount too. Uh, Denver, Denver's going to have a, a small amount, not, not a ton, but it, it just depends. You know, obviously they're targeting the place where more people are and the place that's easier to put towers up. And in cities, they can just put them along the roads. Um, so if you live in a more rural area like Arizona or you know, the hills of Colorado, wherever that is, this may be basically useless to you. Yep. Um, and just off of that map, how is it looking as far as over the nation? So say in Europe and Asia. So uh, according to the statistics, 5G deployments, the amount of deployments is currently at 8,845. Um, so they're really making traction. You know, it's all over the world. Obviously, it's mostly in the U.S., um, but there is still some, you know, there's some in the UK, very little. There's uh, areas in France and Germany. But if you're really going to take the highest advantage of 5G, it's most likely going to be in the US. Right. So I would say if you're not in a fairly large city in the US, it might make sense to wait a couple of years to upgrade to a 5G internet connection just because that's when it's really going to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and let's just for a second, I know a lot of people are thinking that 5G is extremely dangerous, that 5G uh, will give you cancer and things like that. But it really, it, the only reason that, it, that people think that is because, yes, it does have slightly more electromagnetism in that wavelength than typical 4G or 3G wavelengths. But just to give you a little bit of an idea of where it sits, the electromagnetism that's put out is somewhere in between that put out by a microwave and that put out by a TV. So... If you're worried about, you know, 5G internet giving you cancer, then you might as well get rid of all TVs and radios in your house and all microwaves in your house because they're doing the exact same amount of quote-unquote damage right. to you. Yes. Um, and that is also significantly lower um, if you look at the electromagnetism scale, significantly lower than that put out by the sun. So right. you're obviously the ozone comes cancer, into play most there. likely but... before you'll ever get cancer from 5G. It's exactly. So – while it does – theoretically, yes, people saying that, well, you, you're going to get more electromagnetism than you would without it. Yes, that is correct. But you're also getting more electromagnetism every day from your microwave and your TV <laughs> and from the sun than right. you get from that. So right. personally, I don't think that should be a major factor unless you know for some reason you have a disease that you're prone to cancer, more prone to cancer, or electromagnetism affects you in a different way than it affects most people. Right, and on top of that um... – you know, when it comes to why you would want to get this and why you wouldn't, uh, the only other big thing that we were talking about, biggest one is obviously location. Um, it adds an extra $10 per month to your bill. Uh, that's for Verizon. Most plans, I think, will follow around that same price point. 
uh, which could change in the future when we get more towers. Um, it could increase or decrease. Um, so $10 a month more isn't too horrible. Um, it really depends on your plan, but um, you know, you're going to be getting way, way faster speeds for that $10 a month. But the question is, like, is that really important to you? Are you on the go a lot? Do you really need that fast speeds, you know, on your phone or your Wi-Fi or, sorry, your Shelly, your enabled tablet, uh, whatever that looks like? Um, so that that part is really, you know, what you need. We can't really tell you, you know. Right. Um, so at home... Obviously, um, there is there's Wi-Fi, but there's also uh, cellular. So, how is this going to drive up your at-home speed um, greatly? Because it doesn't affect Wi-Fi, from my understanding, correct? So, I mean, obviously, it won't drive up uh, your speeds at home from a Wi-Fi standpoint, because those are two different services. Usually, um, even if you have Verizon Wi-Fi and also Verizon Cellular, you're not going to be getting 5G Wi-Fi because that's a separate plan. Um, and you, there's just no 5G Wi-Fi um, when it comes to like at-home service, but uh, it's possible um, that you would be actually getting faster cellular speeds at home. Uh, so if you had an unlimited plan from Verizon uh, with no data cap, this could actually be like a complete solution to Wi-Fi. If you only use your phone and your laptop and you have an unlimited plan with a hotspot, you can just use your phone and a hotspot for your laptop, and you're good to go. But if you need Wi-Fi at home, uh, this isn't going to change that. It'll only change it for anything using your cellular. Right. Um, and I think another kind of important distinct distinction to make with 5G is that when you have a 5G plan, it's not like there are going to be areas without internet um, it's not basically it's not only relying off of 5G. So you're paying for 5G, but when 5G isn't available, you'll get 4G. So you're not there's no unless, you know, the whole grid goes down, there's no possibility for getting a slower speed than you're getting if you upgrade to mm -hmm. 5G. So, you know, when you can have 5G, that's great. You'll get insane speeds. Um, you know, good for you. But if, you know, let's say that you live between a major city and you live in a small city. Well, when you're in that small city, you you you'll be getting 4G speeds just like normal, but when you drive to work or go work or go to the supermarket, whatever, you'll be getting 5G speeds um, in that bigger city. So, it's there's really no downsides from a um, connect connectivity uh, con connectivity perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. There isn't really a downside to connectivity just because. Uh, since it's, you know, on top of your 4G plan, you're always going to get 4G, um, assuming, obviously, you have access to a 4G tower, um, which most people do. Um, but the biggest thing, in my opinion, uh, that comes down to your choice, um, aside from location, is the phone. Uh, compatibility is not for every phone. If you have a phone made before... Um, late 2019, early 2020, it probably won't support uh, 5G. The biggest phones out there that support 5G right now are the Samsung Galaxy S20, uh, the LG, the new uh, Thin Q. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's a pretty cool phone. Uh, the OnePlus 7 Pro and above, they will all support it. Uh, the Galaxy Note 10 will support um, 5G, and I believe also the S10 supports 5G, a certain model. Then you have the iPhone 11 Pro, any model, whether that's the Pro, Max, or just the iPhone 11, they all support 5G. 
Um, so unfortunately, if you have an iPhone X, that's not going to get you 5G capability. So you really do have to have the latest and greatest phones to take advantage of this. Right. Um, but that being said, if you're planning to upgrade to a phone, let's say you've got an iPhone you know, 6 right now, and you're planning to upgrade, let's say, in five months, well, you might want to upgrade your internet and um, your phone at the same time because most likely – um, just this is speculation, but judging by uh, things that have been made and announcements that have been uh, announced, <laughs> the the phones that are to come are going to be able to use 5G internet. So it's not. I think from now on, it's going to be a lot less. You know, like oh, these 10 phones have it. It's going to be like yeah, from this point onward, pretty much every phone by a major manufacturer has it. Right. And then just a note on locations for um for like uh, cell towers in the united states just about every uh state the capital city has about at least 30 cell towers in it so if you live in the capital of say a less known state let's say nebraska uh nebraska has a good 21 or no, no excuse me 31 in their capital so it's not like you know you have to live in chicago or new york to get get it but if you're in you know some tiny town in the middle of nowhere you're probably not going to have a 5g tower right and that's a good point uh but i think you know we you also have to keep in mind that 5g is still really finicky right now um it, it gets you insane speeds yes but you have to be basically like either next to the tower or within a unobstructed line of sight with that tower. Um, so yes, you will be able to get those speeds in certain areas of these less uh, populated towns, uh, but it'll only be in certain areas. And in my opinion, that extra $10 a month won't really be worth it. But if you're in somewhere like California and San Francisco, where they have them um, you know, scattered all along the city, then yeah, that... that um, that extra ten dollars a month may be worth it. It's just because you know it's it's not anything like four G where the tower can be really far away uh, because of the frequency it uses. Right. Um, so aside from cost, what do you think the disadvantages are of five G? Are there any, or is it uh, all advantages? Right. So I mean, as I said earlier, obviously the uh, having it within the line of sight. Um, I saw a really interesting video by, I don't remember who it was, anyways, they uh, did some testing of 5G, and uh, you can get some really fast speeds, you can upload 4K video super fast, but, um, you know, like, sometimes it would fluctuate randomly, uh, just because this stuff is still kind of in the beta phase, this stuff hasn't been out for a long time, and it hasn't been perfected, so as of right now, that's a disadvantage, just because the technology itself isn't perfect yet. Right. Um, and I think I would say this is just personal opinion, but I would say if you're planning on getting 5G, um, make sure, obviously, you know, do a little research on if it's supported in your area. But also, I would definitely say um, it, it fits a certain person. So, you for know, sure, if you make a ton sure. of phone calls or a lot of long texts, let's say you're sending a lot of photos of, you know, houses, like you're a realtor or something like that, it might be worth it for you. You know, you might be be able to save yourself just that much time. So it might be worth it for the extra, you know, 10 or $12 a month, whatever it mm -hmm. is, depending on your whatever, um, like whatever, like cell, um, cell operator you're using. Right, yeah. Cell service, thank you. Yeah. So I would say for that type of person, 
I would still wait. Maybe I don't know how quickly this is going to pro- progress. I don't know if it's kind of going to flatline and die away, or if it's going to, you know, parabola and really expand. But um, I would wait. Do a little bit of research. Just keep it. Uh, keep yourself up to date. And once it really starts taking hold, then get it because. Uh, obviously it depends on your financial situation and what your job is, but for me, even if I made a lot of phone calls and sent a lot of information over phones, it still wouldn't be worth it for me, uh, at least until they put more towers up and right. it was a little bit less finicky, just because, you know, I can spend my $10 a month on something better currently than possibly getting faster internet. Now, once I know I'm going to get faster internet, that's when I'd be willing to drop, uh, you know, $10 a month on it. Right, yeah, that good point. And um, you know, when it comes to like the market that this stuff is uh, targeted towards, um, you know, it's it's big for people who, you know, travel a lot when they work and also uh, maybe work not not at home all the time. You know, if you find yourself at coffee shops a lot, uh, it's amazing because like especially like if you're a video editor. Um, you can edit in 4K and then upload these videos at insane speeds. I mean, 1 to 10 gigabytes a second, that is crazy. That's some insane speeds, um, but obviously you have to be right next to that tower. So the biggest thing is just, you know, maybe wait it out a little bit until these towers become so common that this speed is, you know, you'll have this speed more often um, just because, as you're traveling, it'll go in and out of 5G and 4G, depending on your location, um, and it just might not be worth it. Or if you're trying to upload that video on the go, uh, and you know it gets obstructed, uh, the tower, then it will slow down until you can find another tower. So once the um, once the infrastructure, once once all of these towers get built up, um, and there's just way more, this might be like, you know, it'll be the next greatest thing when it comes to cellular connections. Right. So I think just to sum 5G up, um, it's not going to kill you. It's not dangerous. Obviously, there's that little bit of electromagnetism that it does put off, but it's a significantly smaller amount than most people think. Again, it's somewhere between a microwave and a TV, so very, very non-harmful levels of electromagnetism. Um, it is not a ton cheaper for to add it to your cellular plan, but it might not be worth it for you right now. I would wait a little bit just to see, um, you know, wait for these towers to start popping up everywhere, especially depending on where you live. Um, Really look and see if you need that extra speed because, you know, if I was just, you know, texting friends, calling friends, I don't need 10 gigabytes a second at, you know, whatsoever. Um, But, you know, if you're uploading lots of pictures and videos, if you're, say, a content creator, um, you know, it might be worth it for you just depending on where you are and what your job is. Definitely do some research on what town you're in, check how many towers there are there so that you know if it'll work well for you, and then just uh, stay up to date. And I would say once it booms a little bit more, that's when it's uh, really worth it for for the majority of people. So um, thank you for for watching this episode. Just a couple of announcements real quick. Our summer schedule is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 4 p.m. so it'll be three times a week instead of two and please join our discord server daily dose of tech podcast um it's linked in the description below it really helps us out we'd love to do a um we'd love to hear some feedback and hear what y'all what y'all want us to talk about maybe eventually we'll do a giveaway on there but um you know you wouldn't you wouldn't know unless it was on discord so hop on that server check out our youtube channel we all really appreciate it thanks